Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Now, it's time for Inside the Clubhouse, a show dedicated to the Chicago baseball fan, featuring the best Chicago baseball conversation, as well as the big MLB topics, along with the biggest names, greatest guests, and listener interaction, starring score baseball insider Bruce Levine and half of Chicago's number one sports morning show, David Haw, on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports Station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Good Saturday morning, Chicago. Welcome inside the clubhouse here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios. I'm David Hall, joined by Score baseball expert, local legend Bruce Levine until 11 o'clock. And while Major League Baseball might be on a lockout, we are still locked in to talking about the Cubs and White Sox and all the possibilities that remain in this offseason. Morning, Bruce. How are you doing? Good morning, David. Yeah, there's a little pause in the, the off-season baseball, uh, you know, going on with the, the players and the owners. But as we saw leading up to the lockout, a flurry of uh, great deals and free agent signings, including uh, the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. So there's plenty to look at for uh, next season and plenty to talk about about your teams. Yes, there might be a work stoppage. Yes, there might be some type of situation where um, baseball uh, is um, is going to be uh, off for a little bit, but you're not going to notice it here on Inside the Clubhouse because uh, David and I will continue to talk baseball with you. <clears throat> we'll talk to Lockout, and we'll talk, we'll talk to you also about all the players that have been uh, – connected uh, to the Chicago Cubs, the Chicago White Sox, and new additions <clears throat> that are occurring as well right now. Um, David and I will also always take your calls here at 312-644-6767. We'll continue to bring on great uh, players uh, from the past joining us as well, including uh, today we will have a couple of people that have uh, Great knowledge of the game of baseball, 
Tom Hodricourt from uh, Milwaukee, who has covered baseball there for over 40 years, will be joining us at 9.30. At 10.30 from uh, the... Um, from from uh, covering the Chicago Cubs is uh, Patrick Mooney, who uh, does a tremendous job. He'll be joining us at 10.30. And uh, again, uh, David and I will be with you uh, talking baseball throughout the offseason from 9 to 11 every Saturday. Again, the number 312-644-6767. And uh, we're having a... Obviously, with um, with everything going on this week, I, I, I uh, didn't hear what he, how you introduced it, but Marcus Stroman made quite a splash this week with the Cubs signing the right-hander uh, from the Mets and the Blue Jays. And this is somebody who I think fulfills a need, obviously, but also represents a statement. If you were to describe what kind of statement it made by the Cubs signing Marcus Stroman, three years, $71 million, how would you do it? Um, we will not suck in 2022. Um, uh, David's still having a little bit of technical problems here. So, uh, you know, answering questions from David directly was, uh, what does this mean for the Chicago Cubs? And what it means for the Chicago Cubs is that um, where people thought he was, uh, the Chicago Cubs would be tanking, and uh, continuing not to sign the best free agents possible out there, uh, looking to still continue to try to compete, uh, you know, with the way they did in 2021, uh, that is not the case. Uh, that is not the case at all. David, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, that that's uh, I, I hopefully to stay here, Bruce. You know, Stroman's an interesting guy. In, you know, as durable as they come in terms of a starting pitcher. And I just look at, uh, I wonder if they're done with the, that rotation. Are, are they looking at him? Obviously, probably you got Hendricks, you got Stroman, you've got Wade Miley, you've got these, these veterans at the top. What, what do you think they plan to do once they can start to fill in the rest of that rotation? Are they going to go young with the four and five spots? Well, you know, we heard the, the continued message from uh, the Cubs going from uh, Tom Ricketts to uh, Jed Hoyer, uh, to Carter Hawkins all the way down is we're going to we have money we're going to spend it but we're going to be intelligent about it so intelligent about it right now means to Chicago Cub fans that they will spend money on top pitchers now in the case of Stroman David you got a 30 year old guy he's been around a while he's uh he's locked in for three years at a total of 71 million dollars that's a pretty good commitment. It doesn't necessarily speak to you about uh, the future. It speaks to you about right now, being being able to want to compete right now. So that is the, the difference right now when we're looking at the Chicago Cubs is that Stroman represents somebody that will help you compete in 2022, in 2023, 2024. The assumption on all rebuilds normally is well, uh, we're not signing the guy to the huge contract. And in this case, the Stroman contract is the second largest contract ever given to a Chicago Cub player in history. Now, consider this. John Lester in 2014, at the end of the year, 
signed a $155 million contract for six years. Do the math, it's over a little over $25 million a year. That's the largest contract ever handed out to a Chicago Cub player. Uh, that is exactly uh, the highest average given out. With Stroman now, his average per year for the three years will be, with incentives, very close to that 24 to $25 million that was given to John Lester. And so in, in the situation where you think the Cubs are going on the cheap and they're not committed to trying to win, all of us who cover the team, everybody who observes the team, um, they all uh, are confused a little bit by this, David, because of the fact that um, you're, you're looking at somebody, a team that appears to want to compete now by adding Stroman for 2022 rather than just build through adding young players, guys who are under control for six years or seven years uh, through their farm system, as well as trading for people that are under contract control. But Bruce, can't if you're the Cubs, can't you do both? And, and aren't there, you know, you have a similar goals and to get there, you're, you're on parallel tracks. I mean, you can definitely be a team that is more aggressive in terms of spending, especially after the purge of last July. Then, then you, you don't have to maybe declare all or nothing. Isn't that isn't that also the point of an underlying point? One of the problems with this this lockout is that you do want to. You don't want to have teams have an incentive to to going one or the other. The, the extremes are the problem. The teams at the top of the payroll and the teams at the bottom. The Cubs, by signing Marcus Stroman, allows them to, number one, still have a commitment to some younger players they want to develop, but number two, show that they are acting like a big market team that they are. I mean, this, this doesn't necessarily announce the Cubs are in doing anything. It maybe confirms that what Jed Hoyer says about being competitive next year is more than just empty rhetoric. This is a tangible example of them stepping up and doing what they should do when you are the Chicago Cubs playing in that ballpark in this market. 312-644-6767. We're always interactive here at Inside the Clubhouse. We're here with you 52 weeks out of the year on Saturday, 9 to 11 He's David Haw. You hear him all weekdays with Mully and Haw. And uh, on Saturdays, my great co-host as well. And David, I, I agree with your premise, you know, about the fact that uh, we want to be competitive. Uh, is that good enough for you as an observer of the Cubs? Is that good enough for the fan base to know we're going to be competitive? Or is it now... Look, we told you we're going to compete to try to win every year. We want to win the World Series every year. Are you still in the same vein as the Red Sox? Are you still in the same vein as the Dodgers? Are you still in the same vein as the Yankees that regardless of the retooling you're doing, you're expected to make the playoffs and compete for a world championship? Well, I think that, Bruce, it's an ongoing conversation. It's the right question to ask, but it's an incomplete answer. Because as we sit here today on December 4th, as the lockout begins and free agency halts, I think that you've got to be realistic about where the Cubs are and, and where they're headed. 
And, you know, if we have this conversation on March 4th and they have yet to, and, and baseball has resumed and the Cubs haven't filled another need, then I don't think it's enough. And I don't think that that's, that's going to be satisfactory to many people. But if they continue to add in the rumors about chasing Carlos Correa come true or somebody else of that ilk, a Trevor Story, or if they continue to spend like you would expect big market teams to spend, then Marcus Stroman represents a good start. And I think that's what you want to do is you want to have a good start and, and build some momentum, whereas it's, this is better than the alternative. This is better than them sitting out free agency, trying to strategically fill holes like they were up until the Stroman signing and, and be accused of being frugal. And that's what I think one of the headlines in the paper this week, I think it was the Tribune, called the Cubs approach frugal. And until this point, it was. But now you're seeing some some realistic reasons for optimism, and I think that's the way they should be behaving. I like the idea of Stroman on a couple different levels, David. Number one, 33 starts. Number two, 97-mile-an-hour sinker. Uh, in a ballpark where you have to have a sinker and not give up a lot of home runs. He has not done that. More important, and another intangible that I'm going to bring up, David, is the idea that he is not going to be on a team that gives out an idea that they're going to be mediocre. He is not going to be a guy that sits on 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 the sidelines and doesn't say anything if the team is not competitive. This is a guy that will implore you, the owner, you, the general manager, you, the president of baseball operations, to continue to get better. And he's not going to be shy, and he, you will hear his opinion on social media. So you are also bringing in a guy who expects to win and play for a winning organization. Now, the Cubs are not there to satisfy Marcus Stroman beyond uh, offering him a uniform a place to play, and $71 million for the next three years. But he is one of the new voices and new faces of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, earlier this week, uh, Wayne Randazzo was on mm-hmm. with us, right, David? Yeah, he was uh, on with Dan and Layla. Yeah, he talked the other day on Thursday, Bruce. And what you reference is exactly what you're getting. You're getting a highly engaged professional athlete who is socially aware and also not afraid to to speak out on um, on everything in terms of how he's being covered, how things are going. He's a very public profile, and with that, apparently, came some issues in New York that Wayne Randazzo, former score guy, play-by-play voice of the New York Mets, alluded to when describing Marcus Stroman. I think that there's uh, an oversensitivity to Marcus Stroman. I think that there is a lot of baggage that he does bring and that he does hide, you know, behind the social media. There's a lot of thoughtfulness. He's calm. He's mindful. He's positive. But then there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of bitterness. There's a lot of anger in, in some of the things that he tweets about. You know, he's had a bad relationship with the media, you know, in New York. Bruce, that was Wayne Randazzo, who is not necessarily an extremist. This is a very level-headed professional. We both know Wayne pretty well. And when he says stuff like that, I think it does give you a little bit of pause. It also reminds you that the the New York market is different than Chicago market. What What did you think when you heard Wayne describe Marcus Stroman in that way? I heard a guy that, uh, you know, 
He's not afraid of New York, not a, afraid to ex- express his opinion, and uh, doesn't really care if he's friends with the media or not. Uh, he's there to win ball games for the New York Mets, now for the Chicago Cubs. And, uh, you know, if you go on Twitter, you'll hear a lot of people say, I've just been blocked by Marcus uh, by Marcus Stroman. <laughs> uh, half the world out there has been blocked by Marcus Stroman on Twitter. And that is, he doesn't allow negativity uh, into the conversation. The narrative is not negative for Marcus Stroman. He keeps it positive. He controls his world via the social media. He tries to control whatever part of the world he can as a pitcher in Major League Baseball. He's a modern guy. I I think he's going to fit in great here. I think he's going to be someone that helps drive them to try to win. So when you look at, though, what Marcus Stroman offers in terms of the, the whole package, Bruce, you know that, obviously, he's a guy that is going to be active in social media. We talk about that. Do you wonder about how that plays internally, though? I mean, that those, those things, there's one thing to be publicly active and another thing to be privately disruptive. Is, is there a balancing there that you that concerns you? No, not not in this day and age. It really doesn't because um, we've seen a lot of people come and go that have personal agendas that once they go out on the field on a particular day are great team players. Uh, I think that's a that's something that we see with millennial players right now. They're, they they can be totally engaged in what they're doing in their jobs, and yet disengage with what's going on, maybe necessarily with a, a manager, a coach, a clubhouse, a city. Um, I, I think that um, just speaks to the type of individuals that you have out there. And I think Stroman will not be distracted from throwing 33 of his best games that he has available to him on those days when he goes out there for the Cubs. So I, I, I don't worry about personality as much anymore. I don't I don't worry about uh, the, the clubhouse situation quite as much anymore. I, I, I think that when, when, when other players, David, are, see, see that the player is committed to going out there, working hard every day, and trying to help them win, that's good enough. I mean, 26 guys don't go out to dinner every night, okay? That's just not the world we live in. BetQL, bet smarter, Uh, beat the books, and download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Bruce, that is where we go to find Don, who is in Burr Ridge. Don, welcome to Inside the Clubhouse and the Score. I listen to you guys every week. I call in probably every other week. I love the show, the best show on on radio year-round. Thank you. Some thoughts on Marcus Stroman. I, um, I, I think it's a horrible deal. The Cubs are a 90-loss team before he comes on. Him coming on, will, will they lose now 85? They're not competitive, not even close. So spend a $25 million on Marcus Stroman, who had his best year ever. I know he went from the American League to the National League, and he will pitch better in the National League. Uh, add in uh, the Mets have one of the best pitching parks in baseball. I would have rather seen like a Kikuchi and a Gray come here um, I, I put Stroman as a lower number two. Kikuchi like a high number three. Gray maybe a, a mid number three. They're not going to be competitive um, with this. I, I just think it's a terrible, terrible move for the price that they're paying. Uh, second off, I think the Sox screwed up by not 
going all in on Scherzer. They're at the edge of winning the World Series. Scherzer's one of the top three pitchers in baseball. Yeah, you can overpay for him $45 million a year, and but you're right there. You're going to make the playoffs, and you have him at the top of the rotation to win that World Series. I would have went all in on Scherzer. Just my thoughts, guys. Thanks, Don. Appreciate all the right. phone call. Bruce, that uh... – that sentiment is is one I've heard this week a little bit from Cubs fans, but twenty five million dollars or near abouts, I think it's you know you do the math seventy one over three, that's the price of paying for a top of the rotation starter in, in today's free agency, isn't it? Even though it sounds like a lot, that's what you're going to pay regardless of what you're getting. Right, and you know if you have to follow the metrics of today's game, David, they don't pay for wins and losses anymore. Okay. Uh, he was 10 and 13. That doesn't mean anything to anybody any longer when you see that guys like DeGrom can be back-to-back Cy Young Award winners winning 10 and 11 games. Uh, so the the offensive game of teams uh, ha- and the way that uh, managers and teams go to the bullpen now totally eliminate wins and losses as being a stat that maybe, maybe people pay attention to at all. So with the 33 starts and with the 3.3 ERA, uh, you see a very good whip from the guy. Uh, you know, strikeouts are close to three to one over walks. This, by modern standards, is is exa- exactly what you said, David. He's a 23 million dollar pitcher uh, for uh, the Chicago Cubs, or somebody else that would have given him the money. He would have gotten it elsewhere. If he didn't get it here, he could have gone back to the Mets. Toronto was still ticking, kicking the tires. The Angels were in at the end before he signed with the Cubs. So uh, this is the price you pay for this type of pitcher. He is a top-of-the-rotation pitcher by today's standards. Let's squeeze in a quick phone call from Jack in Hillside. Good morning, Jack. Welcome to Inside the Clubhouse. Uh, good morning. Thank you. So on your uh, thoughts on uh, the Cubs dealing for Stroman, uh, I'm inclined to agree with the two of you and and then some and why it makes sense as opposed to your other caller. So uh, you mentioned, David, that they they can still develop their young players with with Stroman pitching. I would say not only can they still do it, but when you have young players out there, you know, the games don't get competitive when your pitching staff constantly gets blown up. That's not helping them develop. You need to stay in more games by uh, having a credible pitching staff right now. That helps you develop those young players. And uh, along with that, you know, this is not a one-year investment. As you said, this is a big market team. So maybe this year it may or may not help you uh, stay relevant until Labor Day. But you do start generating excitement and Next year, you now already have your pitcher in, in Stroman to help build around him and Hendricks instead of still be groping out there for for the next big thing, as opposed to, in fact, what your caller said to get off it. Uh, Scherzer, uh, why would the Sox spend all that money for three years? You're really spending whatever that total figure was, hoping to get one year out of them now. and maybe nothing. Go ahead, fellas. No, thanks, Jack. Great phone call, Bruce. I I think he makes a lot of strong points about that. Never thought the Sox were going to be in on Scherzer. And if you're the Cubs, you can do both. And having Marcus Stroman allows you that latitude maybe to get some pitchers into the mix or young players into the mix while you are, you know, competitive every fifth day when he's on the mound. 
And, and he's a, another ground ball pitcher. So later on in our show, uh, we will discuss what else the Cubs have to do. And that's going to be talking about uh, defense and uh, you know being able to support the type of pitching staff that you put together in 22 and beyond. So uh, a lot more to get to here on Inside the Clubhouse. Again, 312-644-6767. Uh, plenty more baseball talk all the way till 11 o'clock. That's when you'll hear Mark Grody and uh, Steve Rosenblum do their thing from 11 to 2. At 2.45, the great Chicago college matchup. Lyola and DePaul. DePaul uh, Radio, DePaul uh, right here on the score, 245 with Zach Sademan. So a look, lot going on on the score today, David. You looking forward to Mark Aguirre getting on the court there for uh, for DePaul, Bruce? Is that uh, one of your uh, old back-in-the-day matchups? You watched DePaul for a long time, right? Terry Cummings, I think. Yeah, Terry Cummings. That's a good name, Blast, from the past. Well, we're going to keep it here on baseball. We're going to talk about the Major League uh, lockout, which began this week, and some of the things behind that. We're going to bring in somebody who knows – uh, work stoppage as well. Also knows the Cubs very well. Tom Hodgecourt from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, longtime baseball writer, longtime baseball guy, Bruce. We're going to talk to him next here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster tempur-pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. 
Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You, you know, look, it's part of the um, theory that underlies the National Labor Relations Act, right? People need pressure sometimes to get to an agreement. Candidly, we didn't feel that sense of pressure. Um, uh, from the other side uh, during the course of this week. And, you know, the only tool available to you under the Act is to apply economic leverage. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, that was the voice, of course, the familiar one, all too familiar, Rob Manfred, the baseball commissioner, talking about baseball in the midst of a lockout. The work stoppage place this week. We don't know how long it will go. It's way too long already, <laughs> but now we go out to the score uh, guest line, the hotline brought to you by Circa Resort. Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. That is where we find longtime baseball guy, baseball writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Tom Hodgecourt. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Good morning. How are you guys doing today? Doing okay. Uh, we wish we were doing a little bit better in terms of a baseball perspective. Just to start out with, you covered a lot of these uh labor disputes between Major League Baseball and the Players Association. We know it's the first work stoppage since 1994. How would you assess the damage so far, Tom, from your vantage point? Well, as you know, we're just, we're just getting going in this lockout. Uh, you know, it was pretty much telegraphed ahead of time that it was coming. Um, so what, what I do is try to look at the reports of where the two sides stand and, um, they don't look like they stand very close to me. Do they? Do they look very close to you guys? No, <laughs> not 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 a lot. No, but uh, I guess uh, Tom, I'll pick it up from there and uh, ask you. You know, you and I have covered a lot of these things going back to the '80s and and, and beyond uh, up till now. Um, <clears throat> unless there's something at stake, Tom, and that means money lost directly and Right. Pretty close to to now. Do you ever see these things uh, taking shape? No, <laughs> and I think you'll agree with that, right, Bruce? I mean, it, it, yeah. these things usually these things usually don't get settled till one or both of the sides start getting hit in the wallet. And we're a long ways from that. Um, at least a long ways from any dramatic hits. I mean, it would have to go into time lost in spring training and the season before, uh, or the threat of it anyway, uh, before anybody loses any money. You know, there was the mad free agent rush um, before the the lockout. That was that was actually kind of fun, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was outstanding, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so what? What talk about pulling the rug out from under baseball fans? They got everybody all excited with these mega deals, and then boom! Now, 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 nothing. Now, nothing. One thing I think we did learn. Uh, well, I hate to say I don't know if they learned it, but we learned it. 
is that it might be nice when all is said and done to have some type of trade or signing deadline in the winter because it sure yes. did spur activity. It sure did. I mean, that was fun. Good to to look at the. Uh, the moves being made, Tom, and, and kind of like beat the clock, that kind of mentality, that urgency that created maybe some signings you wouldn't ordinarily have seen. And yet here we are. It was like, hurry up, hurry up. Okay, isn't this exciting? And now the letdown. And maybe it made it feel a little bit more uh, like a loss because you had all that activity and then nothing. In, in a nutshell, I, I know people yeah. kind of glaze their eyes over when they hear labor disputes being discussed. But what does it come down to this time and is it just as simple as saying it's about the money yeah yeah it is uh, i mean i mean that's the bottom line and and let's not ever forget it it's always about the money you know <laughs> whenever you hear somebody say well it's you not bet. about the money <laughs> it almost always is about the money so um and, but you know when you look at the at the reports of the proposals the the players are just not happy with their lot in this in the expired CBA. I mean, they want earlier arbitration, they want earlier free agency, they want less revenue sharing. They think the combination of uh, data and uh, analytics driven uh, baseball and tanking of teams has just depressed their salaries and also delayed their earnings. And then a lot of guys thought they'd get to the pot at the end of the rainbow free agency and then the the pot was empty. It wasn't full of gold. So they're just not happy with the way it's trended. I'm pretty sure since the start of the last CBA revenues in baseball have jumped pretty well, but salaries are either flat or down. And so they just want, they just want, you know, they're, they're saying if you're only going to value us in our early years, then pay us more in our early years. And also stop tanking and stop putting revenue sharing money in your pockets instead of spending it on players. So what what makes me nervous about this uh, lockout is when you consider that they they want so many economic changes. I wonder if you can get that much change in one CBA, or if they're going to have to be happy with making some kind of progress. It's like, you know, we want to change everything about the system. Well. I don't know if there's ever been a CBA where they changed everything in the system, you know. So, well, you know I, what, Tom? I'll tell you where they point. changed it. Uh, when Tony Clark took over the negotiating after Michael Weiner, who was the lawyer and uh, basically helped run the union and passed away um, a good seven or eight years ago now, uh, that was that was a dramatic change in uh, the union having had at least held their own, not taking uh, losses against the owners in CBAs. And now you have a situation from 2017 where the players were making an average of over $4 million down to 3.7 now in 2021. Y- you bet, Tom. I mean, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, the fact that they, they've lost a couple of times uh, with Tony Clark, who's a smart guy, but not a lawyer. And uh, they, right. as you just said, they're trying to make it all back in one, you know, one, one swope. Yeah. And, and, and now they've hired a labor lawyer, right? Bruce Meyer, this guy's, right. uh, you know, this guy's, you know, I don't know if he's Don Fear Jr. We'll find out, but, um, you know, they finally have a, a guy uh, at the, you know, maybe not at the top, but he's certainly uh, 
Tony Clark's right hand man. He's former, I guess, NHL labor lawyer, right? And so, uh, and I believe that's where Don Fear is now, right? So maybe they switched right. places. I don't know. Um, but anyway, so now uh, th- this guy's, you know, obviously hard line and was brought in to try to help them gain these things. You know, I think in previous, I, I, I think that's correct what you uh, said, Bruce, is that, you know, I think in previous CBAs, the players did something that they're taught never to do on the field. They took their eye off the ball um, and they got caught up in some of the amenities of being major leaguers instead of the, right. you know, the core economic issues. And they also didn't uh, see coming how differently they would be judged as players and, and valued and evaluated. I mean, the game is so different on and off the field now. It's it's way different on the field because of the what they are valuing off the field, you know. And the game is played differently now. Um, you know, it's sometimes it looks like algebra class. I was very disheartened. <laughs> I was very dis, and I wasn't very good in algebra either. No, so, me either. Uh, uh, you know, uh, m- most people just don't like math. It's the old saying. I was told there would be no math on this quiz. <laughs> um, um, the you know, I, I just. Well, one thing that disturbed me uh, about reading about the negotiations was that was that the owners decided to take rule changes off the table because they just thought it would muck up the works here on finances, and that's too bad because those are some of the things we really need. You know, right. we we need a pitch clock. We need a pitch clock so bad in the major leagues, and and you know what's nutty about not having it, guys. These pitchers coming up are using it in the minor leagues, so they're used to using it. Then they get up to the big leagues, and they're told they don't have to worry about it anymore. You know? <laughs> joined, joined by Tom Hodgecourt, the longtime baseball writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Tom, you're exactly right. I think those are the kinds of things and those are the kind of debates baseball fans want to have. They don't want to debate right. who's right, the millionaire or the billionaire. They want to talk about the DH, yeah. the pitch clock, the pace of play, the things that affect their experience when they go to the ballpark. But you know right. what? I don't. I don't think that those are at the front of the uh, the list of the or top of the agenda. It's it's about money, and and I'm just curious to get your perspective on this. You're in Milwaukee. We're in Chicago. You know the disparity in payroll. The Brewers getting it done last year had a 99 million dollar payroll. You look at Oakland. Right. You look at Tampa Bay. They're below 100. This talk about a 100 million dollar floor for baseball teams. How is that being received? And how would that be interpreted in places like Milwaukee in the markets that don't necessarily have to spend to win yeah. divisions? Yeah, I, I think the Brewers would be okay with a $100 million floor because that's about where they've been the last few years. They've been at, you know, give or take $10 million. They've been in the 95 to 105 Sometimes they push it beyond that. So they've made it work at that level. But I think because they get some revenue sharing, I think that helps them. Um, you know, they don't have the, uh, the, the, the main difference between the Cubs and the Brewers is the media revenue, you know, radio, TV, uh, the, you know, the Cubs have their own network. The Brewers, you know, have one of those million, uh, and not, not million dollars, but just seemingly million number of Fox, you know, regional networks, you know, right. they're in uh, Valley Valley Sports, Wisconsin, or whatever whatever it's called. It could change his name so much. But anyway, they're on one of those regional network things, you know. And so uh, so that's where they uh, – and if you look at them geographically, 
you know, they're not in the greatest place in the country to be to get a lot of radio TV. You have Chicago to the south, so the White Sox and the Cubs are going to dominate those markets. You got Lake Michigan to the east, and the fish hardly ever are wired for cable. You have um, <laughs> farm farmland, farmland to the north and west. The cows don't watch a lot of TV, um, so. Uh, you know, they're pinned in and geographically, but they've made it work. They've been to the playoffs four straight years. Right. You know, including, including that. Yeah. Yeah. They're always, they're always bottom third payroll and top third attendance, you know? Yeah. So it's been, you know, a lot of it's been the ballpark with the roof. I know, I know Bruce and the boys love coming up on those cold April days to Milwaukee as opposed to being at Wrigley and freezing to death. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> hey, Tom, uh, David and I really appreciate your time and your expertise because, you know, I mean, you, you are still working in the present time and, and understanding what's going on, but you have, you know, such great continuity going back, you know, 40 years. So from, from this perspective, I know it can't be answered, but it's a concern to me. Tom Meyer represents the Players Association. Rob Manfred represents the owners. Who represents the fans? The guy, the people yeah. that bring every yeah. single dollar of revenue to Major League Baseball, whether it's the owners or the <clears throat> players. Yeah, they don't. Where, where is their advocate? They're not at the table, right? Wouldn't that be great if they did have somebody at the table? Man, that'd we, be great. we should. I don't know, should, Tom. I would I don't know. I would vote for you, Tom, as the commissioner for the fans. Uh, you would you'd be my guy because I know you've been writing for them and advocating for them for your entire career while being even covering a major league baseball and you know going up and back between who's right, who's wrong, owners, players. There, yeah. There's my opinion, Tom uh, and David. I know we don't have much time left in this segment, but you know somebody has to represent the fans because regardless of what happens in baseball or pandemic, uh, when it gets to these labor situations, fans are totally ignored. Yeah. And like we said, they pulled the rug out from them. They got them all excited with a feeding frenzy. You know, the Brewers pulled off a very significant trade within a 40 minutes of that deadline, midnight deadline. Then they traded Jackie Bradley Jr. and two prospects to Boston for Hunter Renfro, that, that's really going to transform their outfield the way they, you know, because they had lost Avisael Garcia to free agency, their leading run producer. So, uh, you know, the Brewers, and, and yet we can't, you know, Bo- uh, Boston can't talk to Jackie Bailey Jr. I'm talking about the media, and we can't right. talk to Hunter Renfro because everybody's shut down now, you know. So you have this, like, you know, that trade would have been talked about for, you know, days and weeks, but instead we write about it and now we're shut down. You know, you can't even talk to them. So it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's just bad. It's not good for the game. Um, this has the feel of something that's going to last a while when it gets, when the calendar turns to the new year and we're not that far from it. Um, people are going to still want to start looking forward to spring training and the season, but how do you do that? And then what's going to happen to all these guys that are not signed? If, if this carries on to spring training, how are they going to get all these guys jobs in a couple of weeks time? You know what? So I, I sure hope it doesn't drag on, but man, it has the feel of something that might. Well, hope you're wrong, Tom, but I think you might be right. Unfortunately, thank you so much for joining us this morning and the benefit of your experience and uh, and have a great uh, have a great lockout and t- and in holiday season. 
<laughs> yeah, happy holidays to you guys as well. Let's, uh, I think everybody wants the same thing under the Christmas tree, a labor agreement, right? Absolutely. You yeah, Tom Hodgecourt from thank the Milwaukee you. Journal Sentinel, thank you very much. Bruce, we are going to shift gears. We're going to talk actually about baseball and some speculation. I want to ask you about the White Sox. Specifically, we heard from Kendall Graveman. We heard from Lurie Garcia. We heard from Rick Hahn, and we'll talk about that next here inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. David Hall, Bruce Levine. Until 11 o'clock, talking baseball. The lockout has been imposed, but we're still talking about the hot stove league because it was quite a week in Chicago. The Cubs signed Marcus Stroman. We talked about that. The White Sox made official the signing Bruce of Kendall Graveman. And Rick Kahn talked a little bit. But I ask you, because we only have a couple minutes in this segment, we'll get to a lot of the Cubs stuff next hour. Patrick Mooney joins us at 1030 from The Athletic. Does Kendall Graveman replacing – is he replacing Craig Kimbrell or is he replacing Michael Kopech? Or is that to be determined, Bruce? It's a great question. I think the answer is the White Sox would like to even get more in the bullpen because they're looking past Kimbrell. They don't look at him as a player on this team. So White Sox fans should not look at Kimbrell as a part of the 2022 team. In fact, you should look at him as something that's going to bring you possibly another bullpen guy, possibly another second baseman, possibly another right fielder. In other words, I think the damage that the, the White Sox will do uh, when when it's a, when they're able to bring uh, players in again and the lockout has been uh, decided is uh, that they will be doing more trade conversation and work with trades than they will with free agency. Was the inability of the White Sox to make a deal before the lockout was imposed in that frenzy of activity up until the deadline, Bruce, was that considered a disappointment at 35th and Shields? Or, and now coming back, whenever it is, doesn't that shrink your window and, and destroy some leverage you might have had now than, than what, what you might have later? Fair questions. Uh, I think when we talked to Rick Hahn a couple of days before the lockout, um, he was disappointed but positive that uh, his team is still uh, the best in his division, one of the top in the American League. But nobody is kidding anybody over at 35th and Vec Drive. They know with Detroit coming, uh, and they have made significant moves, the Baez signing, uh, the, the bringing in the Boston Who? pitcher, you know, uh, you know, they, they are going to compete in 2022. Kansas City is improving. Minnesota won't be as bad. Cleveland always has the good pitching. With that in mind, they know they have to be better going into 2022. You mentioned Javi Baez. He's going to Detroit. He's not returning to the Cubs. But there are other players who might be, wait for it, Bruce, Chicago bound. That's our favorite segment. That's coming up next here inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.